Yeah, not a ton of notes on this one. <laughs> what do you think? Should we bang this episode out in 17 minutes? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Let's do it. I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Pulasic. Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our stupidly large DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs enter. One disc leaves. This is DVD Deathmatch. Hello. How are you? That was weird. That was a weird tone. They're all weird. They're all weird. <laughs> I'm I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Hello. Feeling good. It's been a minute, uh, but be, it feels like it's been a minute since we recorded because we, even though it'll only have been a week for people listening, it's been like, I guess just slightly more than a week since we recorded. Well, yeah, because there was a point at which we, we had managed to get ourselves kind of two episodes ahead. Right. Uh, and now we're recording this in the last possible second. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow the, these two movies didn't really uh, didn't really inspire us to <laughs> hop right right on to watch them like, oh, or well, talking about we'll them. We'll get to them when we get to them, and then it was like we got to watch these. So get ready for a thrilling episode. <laughs> Another thrilling installment <laughs> of DVD Deathmatch. Oh yeah. Um, no, but I am, I'm, I'm interested to talk about these two movies. Sure, before, I would hope so. But, uh, before we jump into it, do we have any topics at the top? Well, I thought for topic at the top. Yes. Because it's been a minute. Yes. Why don't, and we've watched a lot of interesting movies mm-hmm. that were not Garden State and Scanner Darkly. It's true. We watched so many movies. So many movies. actually watching yeah, Exactly. Movies. Not for the podcast. That I thought it might be fun to do a little lightning round. Oh. Of what we've watched in the past, in the past two weeks, two weeks, yeah, and kind of like quick impressions, one sentence. Okay, okay. So let's start with Eternals. Eternals, not great. <laughs> <laughs> Very long. Very long. Great. All right. Next up, All Too Well. All too well. Taylor Swift's short film. Oh, I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Mm, all too well. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sure. Yeah. Certainly, we watched it. We followed it immediately. That same night, we watched No Time to Die. Um. Yeah. No Time to Die. Uh. Uh. So fun. So fun. So also fun. very long, but I had a great time. Yeah, favorite Bond for sure. Favorite Daniel Craig is. Yeah, uh, yeah. The movie. No, no. Favorite James Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Great, I great, great. Um, great. Okay. Well, that, that's all the time we have for that one. Uh, <laughs> the Guilty, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Oof, baboof. Oof, baboof is right. Oof, baboof. Um, <laughs> last night in Soho. I'll say I liked it a lot, and I had a good time. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of a good one, one-liner. one uh, Better than I expected. Oh, okay. Great. Um, and finally, Tick, Tick, Boom, which, interesting to bring up because we just talked about Rent. and this. Has you know is is the Jonathan Larson story yes. pre rent? Tick Tick Boom was amazing. I agree. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was great. And you, hey, if you're listening to this, you know how I feel about Rent. <laughs> um, but really, really enjoyed Tick Tick Boom. Yeah, I can't recommend Tick Tick Boom enough. Great. Well, this has been lightning round, <laughs> thrilling, <laughs> enthralling. Pretty great. America can't get enough. <laughs> I love it. Great. That's my topic at the top. All right. Well, y'all, over the past week and a half, we watched two (laughs) movies. We did. We really did. We did. We watched Garden State from 2004 and A Scanner Darkly from 2006. We're going to go ahead and kick it off with Garden State, as I said, from 2004, directed by none other than Zach Braff. Zachary Braff. (laughs) Uh, uh, The IMD... Oh, nope. (sighs) 
IMDb. The IMDb bummery. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> it is a bummery. <laughs> the IMDb summary is a quietly troubled young man returns home for his mother's funeral after being estranged from his family for a decade. Sure. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good one. Yeah. He does return home. And yes. then, I mean, he meets a girl, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So we, I don't know. We'll get into it. Yeah, we've got <laughs> we've got Zach Braff. We've got Natalie Portman. We've got uh, Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, Ian, Ian Holmes. Holmes. <laughs> Ian Holmes. Ian Holmes. If you were alive in 2004, uh-huh. you're aware of Garden State. You are so aware of Garden State. Especially, I mean, to kick it off. Especially the soundtrack. Oh, my God. Well, what's funny, that was honestly my biggest takeaway here. Yeah. Was, like, going into it, I was kind of like, oh, my God, is this going to be super cringe? Because I remember this movie was a big deal, and I Such feel like I'm going to watch deal. it and feel like, oh, yikes, this is so, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? So, like... Uh, chuggy. Yeah. No, like, I don't know what No, no, is. honestly, chuggy. Like, you... <laughs> like, like oh, you thought this movie was, like, high art and very... And, like, really saying something and, like, really deep man and, like, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I'm going to watch it and be like, oh, this is yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't. But what I did realize watching it was, like, oh, I was not obsessed with this movie. I was obsessed with the soundtrack. Right, right. <laughs> I knew every single song. Um, and it, has, it does have a great soundtrack. And apparently... A real time capsule. Apparently, a little IMDb trivia for you. He, Zach Braff, sent, when he sent this out to like shop it around and like sent it to people to be like, hey, this is the movie I want to make. He um, sent it with the sound. Like the music was already written into it. Like he knew exactly... Yeah what songs he wanted and where he wanted them. So the there was something that was like, so that's why on the soundtrack they're in the same order they are in the movie. Okay. I feel like that's typically true. Yeah. But that's anyway, but but yeah, this soundtrack was like... Right, and I feel like the movie was... Zach Braff at the time mm-hmm. was on Scrubs, right? Yeah. He was like the guy from Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Oh, he made a movie and it's this indie whatever comedy, dark comedy. And yeah. It was a huge hit, though, right? It was like... I it, think so. It was at a... I think it was... This is me making shit up. <laughs> but I think it was at a time when there was a weird appetite for this, like, low-budget, lower-budget mm-hmm. indie comedy, quirky indie comedy, because I would say yeah. this is aggressively quirky. Aggressively quirky. We've got an, a very aggressive Manic Pixie Dream Girl, yeah. Natalie Portman. Like, I think this is... Is this a year or two before Little Miss Sunshine wins... Probably. uh, Wins the Oscar. Yeah. That all feels like a very, like a real moment in time that doesn't exist anymore. Garden State would not exist in the same way now. No, for sure It would be on Netflix or something. And And it it would would probably get buried. Yeah. It would be like, okay, like, sure. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, I forgot Ann Dowd is in this. Yeah, right. Sorry, I just was looking at my list of who was in it. Well, lots of people. Jim Smart. Yeah. Jim Parsons. Yeah, it's got like a pretty amazing cast. And it's like, I know that Zach Braff was pretty big from Scrubs and whatever, but this is his first film. He wrote it and he directed it and he's in it. And he got an insane cast. Yeah, I mean... Like, Natalie Portman is a huge get. Natalie Portman is a huge get. I feel like everyone else is um, is, an, is a great actor, but is, is like yeah, a it's not... Yeah, not, not as big a right. get. And they're but all, like, a, working actors, and that's what Zach Braff was at the time. Like, yeah. I'm sure a lot of these people, he was like, oh, I know this person from working with them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Jim Parsons. Is For sure. Like, ex- like, such a person who was just, like, in the... L.A. sitcom scene before yeah. Big Bang Theory or maybe during. I don't know. Yeah. But so so Zach Braff, he returns to New Jersey mm-hmm. um, after gar- the titular Garden State. Yes. After living in L.A. for 10 years mm-hmm. uh, and having a career as an actor. And he has had some success in like a movie where he played a mentally handicapped quarterback or something like yeah, that, right? Yeah, they use the R word a lot in this Yeah, movie. yeah, it's a like lot. a big joke. Um, yeah, it's a weird one, too, because, again, it's kind of pre, um, pre the big movement of, like, yeah, we're not going to use this term anymore. Right. But also felt like they were making that joke. Yeah, and it felt like they were being... 
edgy in the yeah. in the light, like that like South Park kind of yeah like it, it felt it felt like you were supposed to laugh when they kept saying the R word quarterback or whatever yeah. it was like um, because well, and they like thought that, they were like doing a taboo thing a little yeah bit. well and specifically that one scene Natalie Portman says it like four or five times within yeah. thirty seconds yeah exactly like, ah. so she so he comes back mm-hmm. he's um uh for his mother's funeral and he's. I can't remember if he's like super medicated. There's a lot of talk of his he medication. Is. Yeah. Well, the whole point is that he's he's been on like lithium since he was 12. Right. Because so his mother uh, has died. She was in a wheelchair and she drowned in the bathtub. And uh, spoiler alert for Garden State. Right. A everyone, revelation like three quarters of the way. Yeah. Is, is that he was f- the reason she's in a wheelchair is because he was fighting with his mother as a teenager or as a as a preteen. And pushed her, and she fell over the back, fell backwards over the dishwasher mm-hmm. that was open, um, which is something I think about on the daily. By the way, you know those yeah. little things that like are from movies where it's like, oh, this fun fact. I, every time I walk by and the dishwasher is open yeah. and it's not like we're loading it, I'm always like, let's just close that. That is my. <laughs> that is a thing that has stuck with me from this movie, right? For Fifteen years or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's been heavily medicated his entire life. But when he goes home, he leaves all of his medication in L.A. Right. So he don't do that. By the way, don't do that. That would be very bad for <laughs> your like body. That's like a thing that that feels such a mid two thousands like movies like this and like Thumbsucker. You remember that movie? And no. That's like another one that I I think is about this kind of thing. Mm. Um, and like Donnie Darko and Amer- American Beauty, where he's like videotaping the bag and stuff. Like, it feels like it's like, oh, we're, like, medicating our youth. And what if they just, like, stop taking their pills? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, don't do that. Like, don't I, just stop taking them. Yeah, That's exactly. probably really bad. It's, like, definitely really, like, it's, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. Sorry. But, no, no. Very so, unsafe. So, he's, so he stops taking them, and, and, and then he starts to, and he meets a girl, and he, you know, runs into old friends, and it's uh, Sarsgaard, right? Peter Sarsgaard, yeah. He's um, great. Who's like really, really great, I think. I mean, yeah. he's always great, but he's he is really, great. really great in this. Um, and he just is, he starts to feel again, essentially. Yeah, and he learns how to love again, point. man. Yeah, the whole point is him like, I learned how to feel and blah, blah, blah. He was feeling numb, <laughs> couldn't feel anything. And then Natalie Portman taught him to love again. Yeah. Um, there's some scenes that really work. There's mm. some, I, I'm trying to have talk about my reaction to the movie. Yeah. Because I think at the time I didn't love it. Oh. Um, And a lot of that was probably like I'm a pretentious film kid Mm. and this is the most popular indie film. And it's like, you people haven't seen real independent cinema. This is whatever. Um, What a treat. What a treat. (laughs) But so I feel like I had these kind of preconceived notions, but I was like, Oh, maybe this will be one of those where I like reassess how I feel. And I, so I went in yeah. with an open heart. Yeah. Like I, I always do. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, didn't love it again, <laughs> again. And it's didn't, you know, totally watchable. Some of it is better than some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a lot of that. I think, I think the movie now is very maligned. I think people, look back on it and, like you were saying, are kind of embarrassed by how popular this movie was. Yeah. And I don't think it's that bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's certainly, like, the stuff with Natalie Portman is a little cringy. Manic Pixie Dream Girl. I think yeah. Manic Pixie Dream Girl was a term invented for this movie. Yeah. Like, I think it was invented by an AV club writer um, about that character. Yeah. Honestly. And, like, and if you... If you if, you're not aware of that reference. It's like a care, a female character who only exists to be zany and off the wall and full of vitality to fix the life of the, you know, hum, like the, to shake him up and and get him out of his uh, cocoon and teach him to love again, as we keep saying. So there's all that stuff. Um, You know, it's it was it was hard to watch this with an open mind though because it, it was so popular at the time. Mm, yeah, it was really like, and also I think we were, I mean, two thousand four. This movie was for us. Right, you know what I mean? Right, like yeah. it was just 
Like, and, like, <laughs> oh, this is what it's going to be like after college. Like, this exactly. is what it's, you know. And it's like, um, yeah, man, I'm too good for this one horse town or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but also I could like, there's a lot of interesting stuff back there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, it's all a little weird. I, it also felt very, having watched this very shortly after watching The Graduate, mm-hmm. felt like, oh, this is like trying to be the modern graduate a little bit. Yeah, sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. Same, um, same And I don't material. like love that th- journey, uh-huh. <laughs> for lack of a better word, anymore. You know, okay. of like, uh, so that was kind of my reaction to watching it this time, being like, yeah. Okay, this was not as like horrifying to watch as I thought it might be. Yeah. But and there's certainly some interesting stuff in it and I I liked parts of it mm-hmm. even. Um, but not great. Natalie Portman was very good. Yeah, Natalie Portman's very good. Uh although uh I hate that character trope, so it's it's yeah. hard for me to <laughs> yeah. be like that's a really good she does a great job of doing that. And I happen to very much dislike that. So, um, yeah, watching this was like, it was a weird experience because I don't, as I said, I don't think that at the time I did actually like love this movie. Like, I feel like I probably was like, probably, I definitely was like, oh yeah, yeah, it's so good. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Because everyone was saying that and I wanted to be included. Right, sure. Um, I think I probably at the time felt fairly mediocre about it. Yeah. And I was definitely way more obsessed with the soundtrack. Yeah. But also in a way that was very much like, like, oh, this is my, like, I, this, I'm cool because I really like, like, these songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what the movie. Yeah, uh, the soundtrack. The movie's, like, so packaging cool. that for you. You know what right, I mean? Right, exactly. Like, I was like, it, oh, very accessible coolness yeah, for exactly. me. Um, but the movie itself, it's, it's funny because I don't hate it. I feel very, like, neutral about it. The thing that I kind of love about it is, is just thinking about, um, the fact that Zach Braff, who hadn't done much before Scrubs, but then got this break and then was like, oh, I'm going to make this movie. And it feels like he had a, a lot of control over it and whatever. Yeah. And it came out exactly how he wanted it to be. And like I said, he wrote it, he directed it, he started it. Yeah. Um, and just how like magical that process must have been. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like the vibe from the film is like, oh, this is like a dream come true for someone. Right. Like that. You know what I mean? Just like that's like holy shit. Right. Um and you get and, yeah, you get exactly like yeah, and it's the like, essence of, of that. Of yeah. That and 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 I think I read some I think one of the trivia things was like he wrote the part with Natalie Portman in mind, never expecting to actually get her. So to get her is like a crazy, you know what I mean? It just feels like, oh, wow, this, and I'm a fucking sucker for that shit. For dreams coming true. Literally. Like, I don't watch America's Got Talent, but every now and then I'll find those like collections of golden buzzers. Okay. It's like, if you need a good cry, just (laughs) look for America's Got Talent golden buzzers. And it's just people's dreams coming true. And it's just beautiful. (laughs) So this kind of uh, emanates that vibe. And so that, it made it really kind of like fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah, I think the performances are really good. I I don't think I love it, but I was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's such a time capsule. Yeah. There's there's some really good um, visual gags in the movie that I liked Mm. a lot. There's a famous one where he's wearing a shirt that is the same as the wallpaper. Yeah. That I think was in the trailer. And yeah. so everybody remembers that shot. Yeah. There's a really good joke in it where he goes to, I forget, is it a lawyer? It's a doctor? I think it's a doctor. It's a doctor, yeah. And there's all these diplomas on the wall. And then it pans up and there's one diploma on the ceiling. Yeah. Because <laughs> the wall didn't have enough room. Yeah. I like love that joke so much. I wish there was more of that in yeah. this. Like, um, oh, what's that guy's name? The actor, the hardware store guy. Oh, I don't. He, that scene was great. Yeah, that guy was really funny. 
um, Jeffrey Arend. I don't know if that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, who was married to Christina Hendricks for a long time. Yeah. I don't know if he still is, but yeah. Ho- hope they're working it out. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, he was great. Also, he's the guy. so funny. That scene is so funny. Yeah. The guy who plays the cop. Like he, so he goes back to oh, yeah. he goes back to his hometown and just like keeps running into all these people from high school essentially, which like hey we all been there yeah. Um, and the guy who plays the cop is named Michael Weston, and that scene is really funny because it's just like, oh, a fucking idiot in my town became a cop. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, which is just a very funny, relatable thing. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, the, a funny thing that happened while we were watching it. Mm-hmm. Is like I was fine the whole time. I wasn't like I fucking hate this movie or whatever. Like oh, but mm-hmm. and then spoiler for the ending. The ending is very like romantic comedy. There, yeah. he, like it felt tacked on and like they needed an ending. Yeah, and I felt like maybe it was reshot at some point or something. Yeah, it's like but he needs to fly back to L.A. Right, and so he's saying goodbye to Natalie Portman in the airport, and then yeah. he hops off the plane to like say no, let's stay together long distance kind of or whatever. Yeah. We'll we'll work it out. But like while he's doing this, while she like he gets on the plane and then Natalie Portman is just like sobbing. Yeah. Like just going for it. Yeah. Great performance. (laughs) But I, and I'm not trying to be a dick. I started like involuntarily laughing. You were very uncomfortable. Because You're like, like, she's so upset. I was like, exactly. Yeah. Because like the whole movie, I was like, this doesn't feel like we've earned this. No. And I think what I said was like, over Zach Braff? She's crying (laughs) like this? And I don't mean to like shit on Zach Braff, but like (laughs) the character in the movie was not like, their love affair was not like so passionate and so whatever. It just felt like it'd be like. You know, like it needed to be like a little chiller of a vibe at the end, <laughs> but you could still have it me- be meaningful. Yeah. But she was just like sobbing, and I was like, oh, this is not <laughs> like you, you, no thanks. Um, which is just a funny, I'm, that's more my fault than anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I feel like we didn't really like crack it here. The Shin song, still good. Yeah. The very famous scene where she says, this song's going to change your life. And then she puts the headphones on and it's that Shin song. Yeah. And like, it's a good song. She's, it's, you know, it takes a it takes a pretty good song to earn that build up. Yeah. There was a um, meme for a while of like people, you know, recutting that scene and like recutting what song he's listening yeah. to. And it would be like, I don't know, the fucking... Thong uh, song, song. Yeah, the thong song, right? <laughs> or exactly, or like the monster mash or whatever. <laughs> um, and that was very so. You know, again, it's been like memefied and digested, and like everyone, everyone knows what the fuck Garden State is. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it's just it's destined to live in this weird place where it's like you you can't really call it an indie movie because of how much power was behind it, but also at the same time. It was, and then yeah. it's got this very firm position in 2004, like, collective, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? No, no. Um, Chugi. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That, that one doesn't work this time? No. Okay. Um, it's just like a, a hallmark of that time. Yeah, it's like exactly. A, it's totally a illustrative. Like, of, yeah. And that, that quirky sensibility, too. Of like, yeah. Quirky. Quirk. Yeah. Quirky quirk. Quirky quirk. Um, yeah, so it's like fine. It's fine. It's fine, <laughs> exactly. It's fine. Garden State. You know what fucking Garden State is. <laughs> um, it's fine. It starts with a Coldplay song, yeah. and then it ends with Natalie Portman sobbing her ass off. Yeah. Over- oh, I think Zach Braff is from Maplewood, which is very close to where we live. Well, that was, yeah, that's cool. So there's that. That's cool, because there was also the, the uh, another good gag in uh-huh. the movie is that Jim Parsons... Uh, works at Medieval Times, yeah. so he, when he's, and I guess Gene Smart, who plays Peter Sarsgaard's mother, also yeah. works at Medieval Times. Yeah. So when they're having their like morning after post coitus, uh, cereal, yeah. um, <laughs> he's in like a full medieval outfit, which is funny. That's a funny like gag, a, like knight armor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a. It feels like a good goof. Good goof. Um, and Medieval Times is about like ten minutes from here. So. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I did note that like they very 
Natalie Portman does a great job, but also <laughs> definitely did the thing where it's like she picked 10 words and learned how to say those very specifically, like Rutgers. Rutgers, yeah. Rutgers. Um, I thought so I loved like, her accent. I thought she did great. Uh, yeah, but it but it was definitely the the route of like I'm gonna. It's like when people try to do the Philly accent and they're just like Wooder, but everything else is normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, well, you didn't quite. Yeah, you didn't quite do it. I think it works more on nailed, me than it did on you. But. Yeah. <laughs> um. Great Garden State. Garden State. A movie we are struggling to have any passionate feelings about <laughs> at all. But yeah, exactly. On on either end of the I scale. wish I hated it more, but hey, mm. can't win them all. You truly can't. Um, all right. Hey, what's the connection? Well, our, our next movie has a lot of heavy hitters in it. Truly does. And I, so I'm sure there's lots of connections, but the one that struck me came mm. to my mind. Mm. Natalie Portman is in Garden State. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is in A Scanner Darkly. He sure is. They were in um, this little movie. Another indie film? Indie film. Kind of avant-garde, I would say. Mm. You know, didn't get a wide release. I don't know if people have seen it. Called yeah. Avengers Endgame. I don't know. Heard of it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the worst bits on the planet. I, um, I mean, technically they were in Avengers Endgame. Very clearly, those... Those scenes with Natalie Portman were shot years before right, they, they shot the Right, they were like, hey, we have these leftovers Leftover from Thor from The Dark World. Thor, yeah. Uh, I think we could use these, you know. That yeah. Is, uh, Natalie Portman's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna come back for that. But she's in the next Thor movie. So they got her back after, they did. I think she finally, she saw Ragnarok <laughs> and yeah. she was like, okay, well that one's yeah, good. Right. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Anyway, our next movie is called A Scanner Darkly. It's from 2006. It's directed by Richard Linklater. Mm -hmm. IMDb's summary is, An undercover cop in a not-too-distant future becomes involved with a dangerous new drug and begins to lose his own identity as a result. Not-too-distant future. It starts with seven years from now. Right, seven years from now. So, in theory, it takes place in 2013? Right, exactly. (laughs) Which is... Very funny. Very funny. Scanner Darkly. So. First of all, the title. Every time I say it, I'm like, is that right? Which is not what you want for a title right. of a movie. A Scanner Darkly. What? Well, it's based on Philip K. Dick novel. Right. Which I guess the title is a play on Through a Glass Darkly, which is a biblical phrase. Uh. Meaning something. I don't know. It's from Corinthians. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's as far as my knowledge goes. But So that's why the title's weird. Okay, great. Love that. Um, Religion but, is why this title's right. weird. But I think the first thing to say about the movie. Yes. That the unavoidable truth uh-huh. <laughs> is that it's an animated movie. Yeah. It's done in that rotoscoping style, which... Richard Linkletter specifically was like into for a while. He did this movie Waking Life in I think 2001. Oh, yeah. 2002, which was the first feature film done in this style. And what it is is what it is is what it is 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 you shoot the entire movie on like mini DV. Mhm. So very cheaply you shoot this entire movie. Right. And then you give it to animators and they essentially trace the entire thing. Right, like draw over top of it. Right. And that sounds a little cheesy. Mm-hmm. And I but it it gives you I'm very interested to hear what you think of that style, what it does to your viewing experience. Um it looks cool. And I don't know it's hard for me to tell if it's the if it's the material or if it's the the style, if it's the, it's the actual style, yeah. But it it immediately feels pretentious, <laughs> just immediately. Um, and and I like I said, I don't know if that's because of what the the story is, right? Or um, or what, or if it's just the the rotoscope itself. But yeah. it just right off the bat, I'm just like, okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. So we it, get it. It looks. It has a very real feel to it. It looks. It looks like, cool. It looks real, but it's, but it, um, but there's also this 
what's the word I'm looking for? This barrier mm-hmm. between you and the material and the the reality of it, which yeah. is an animator going over it and tracing it, and then also it allows them to do kind of cool other you know weird effects with it and stuff right too. it definitely lends itself really well to this story right um which is like a which is like a sci-fi fantasy-esque futuristic right like dystopia uh, kind of yeah um but about drugs right <laughs> that's like yeah and that's actually the connection between these two movies is like they're both about drogas dro- like medicate self-medication yeah and th- this in Scanner Darkly, it's like illicit drugs, kind of, but it's also so much about like taking drugs just to maintain, right? Which is exactly what Garden State is about, right? In a much quirkier way, yeah. Anyway, all of which is to say, it's done in this strange rotoscope style, mm-hmm. which looks weird. I think it looks cool, but I also, um, you know, now that like watching it at the time. 15 years ago, it was kind of like, oh, weird. And now we're 15 years after that. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen anything else done in that style. Yeah. Besides, I think, like, some Capital One commercials for a while were done that way. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and so it's like they exist just as this weird thing that he was trying for mm-hmm. a minute. Richard yeah, it didn't really take off. Right, didn't take off. Um, but it's an interesting look mm-hmm. and feel. And I think... For waking, I, I'd be I'd be interested to watch Waking Life again. I liked it a lot at the time. Mm. Um, well, it'll come up, right? It will come up. It really will. <laughs> so anyway, so then the lead of this movie is Keanu Reeves, Keanu. the god who we love. Yes, I love. I yeah, don't speak for you. No, I love Keanu Reeves. He's wonderful. And I'm gonna very poorly explain the plot of this movie because <laughs> guess what? I don't understand it. It's fucking inscrutable. <laughs> well, it is inscrutable. I'm not making excuses for the movie. It is inscrutable. We were also very tired. Yeah. But and it's also inscrutable. It is. It is. He's a he's a cop um who's like infiltrating a group of kind of drug addicts who right. his superiors believe are planning something like an anti-government attack or something like that Mm -hmm. and in the process of infiltrating them he kind of loses his grip on if he's really a cop or if he's really an addict Mm -hmm. and whether or not he's being played or whether or not you know all that stuff and it becomes very difficult to keep track of who's where his loyal where loyalties lie and all that stuff right what's the drug called d or something d um, I wanted to call it Super D, but I don't think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called Super D. <laughs> um, Big D energy. Substance D. Substance I got S-U right. <laughs> it's yeah. called Sunny D. Yeah, so it's, it's a- purple stuff. Sunny D. Um, <laughs> so it's Substance D. Which is a hallucinogenic drug. Right. That is running, apparently running rampant in 2013. Right, exactly. In Austin in 2013. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, we've got we've got a crazy cast. We've got Keanu, we've got Winona Ryder, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You've got Robert Downey Jr., you got Woody Harrelson. Right. Um, so uh, obviously, but they're all animated. I don't know, it's weird. Um <laughs> You've got Alex Jones as the like the one of the street preacher kind of protester guys. Alex Jones, who's the extreme right wing host of Infowars, who has like I think at the time it was like, oh, he's an independent broadcaster and conspiracy theorist, so kind of like a kooky character. Mm. And since then, he's like the guy who said that the Newtown shooting was all crisis actors, and he's <laughs> like a full like he's full dangerous nutcase kind of guy. So very cool to see him cool. in the movie. <laughs> um, for like one scene. Yeah. Oh, going back just a little bit for a second, not but horror previews to yeah, open this disc. That's true. And it, and I, I did the thing again where I was like, is this a horror film? And it's yeah. not. Right. But they didn't know what to do with this, clearly. Yeah, they clearly were just like, I don't know. Right. They were clearly like, oh, Richard Linklater. Because Richard Linklater, I think, right before this, Mm -hmm. made School of Rock. Really? Yeah. So (laughs) 
I think that's right before this. So I think like he made he's he's very I like love him a lot, and I watched all the before movies like before. Oh yeah, sunrise before sunset before midnight this yeah. year, and I'm I'm like such a fan of his, but um, he's very much a like one for you, one for me kind of guy. Yeah, like I'll do this studio thing, and then and then I'll do like my weird thing, and then I'll do your studio like respect respect for that. I love that. Yeah, and. You know, so I think he did School of Rock, and then he was like, "I want to do a weird animated Philip K. Dick thing." And at the time, also the studio was probably like Philip K. Dick, yes, Minority Report, Blade mm-hmm. Runner, Total Recall, like so much Philip K. Dick in our lives. Yeah, uh, and they were like, "Great, go for it." And then he was like, "Here's this," because <laughs> <laughs> the movie's weird. It's weird. It's hard to follow. It's yeah, and very... I think that's part of it. I think that's on purpose. I don't think that's definitely, insane. definitely. Um. But it makes you, I'm sorry to cut you off, it makes no. you feel like you're hanging out with drug addicts. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, as someone who was never super into drugs, <laughs> it's not a lot of fun for me. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. Um, there's a, oh, there's, so again, the, the animation style allows them to do fun things with it. Mm-hmm. So the opening scene is a, a man who's tripping balls and, thinks he's covered in bugs. Right. And it's just like, so that's very well done. And there's like bugs popping out of his hair and he's like in the shower and then he notices them on his dog and then he's in the shower with the dog. And, um, so that's fun. Uh, and then there's also a thing where the cops all wear these suits that scramble who they are. So you can't tell who they are. Right. No, none of the, Authorities, none of the police officers are supposed to know who the identity of each other, even. Right. So they're wearing these like full body suits, and the visual effect. Yeah. Is it just like rolls through, like even like half the face and the and the body and stuff? It's it rolls through several images of people. Right. Um, which is an it's it's a really interesting concept. It does fully fall apart when at one point he takes the substance D while he's wearing the suit. Uh-huh. I'm like, but if the suit's over your face, to cover your face. <laughs> you mean there's no mouth hole? There, where's the mouth? How do you, how'd you, how'd you get that in your mouth? Well, there I don't be, understand. There's a little mouth hole. There's a little mouth hole so we can see their lips? No, no, like a hole, like literally a hole. I know, but, but, <laughs> but also because I, and, and I'm pointing this out because also, there's all these scenes where, so the suit disguises who you are and your voice. Right. So there are these scenes where Keanu Reeves is in the suit and having a conversation with a coworker. Right. And then it cuts in between the suit and the fake voice and Keanu Reeves in the suit. And it literally looks like he's, the, the way they've done it is it looks like he's in like an astronaut helmet and right. it's like a GoPro on his it's forehead. Like, it's like Iron Man in yes. the Avengers movies. Right. So it's just like, where's the hole? How, where? <laughs> What are you talking about? Because he also just goes like this. It's just like, like it's not like open palm, mouth open, pills in. But the like suit- it's not like whoop whoop in the little hole. Like okay. that's not is right. what it's happening. All right, it I- doesn't make sense. <laughs> All right, I I was able to suspend display. It didn't even occur to me about the mouth hole. <laughs> but I'm but you know that valid valid. The thing for me with the scramble suits uh-huh. is that I just didn't like looking at them. And so much of the movie is them talking to each other in these suits that are, like you said, bisected by a bunch of sections that are scrolling through different faces and hair and outfits and all this mm-hmm. stuff. So it's just constantly shifting in every... It's, and it's we're not describing it well. Yeah, I, I mean you you described it great. I'm not describing it well. <laughs> well, but, it's hard to describe. But it's a cool concept. But I hated looking at it for so long. Yeah, and I think just to get into like reaction, how I felt watching it mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. is that I remembered liking this a lot more than I liked it this time. I did not really enjoy watching it this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I think it does. Like I said, it does a good job of that. Like making you feel like you're hanging out with drug dealers because of those scenes. There's long scenes with Robert Downey Jr. and Woody Harrelson, Mm -hmm. especially hanging out and being paranoid drug addicts and just like bantering and talking about crazy conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. and making plans for what they're going to do and all this stuff. And 
This was before Iron Man. Mm, so yeah. this was Robert Downey Jr. in recovery, like as right. a known person who had struggled with addiction. Right. And, you know, giving that manic energy that he would give uh, a year later in my favorite movie of all time, Zodiac. <laughs> so, like, I, I, you, you love watching him. You love watching um, Friends with Benefits' Woody Harrelson uh, <laughs> in that role. Like, they're great. But it, I remember being so much more charmed by that those parts, mm-hmm. and then this other stuff was happening around it. Yeah, and this time I was like, oh, "This is a struggle." Yeah, and Richard Linkletter is you know dazed and confused and slacker and those before movies and uh, this other movie. What, what is it called? I just watched this movie that he did about a baseball team that was like that had no plot at League all. Of their own. Everybody Wants Some, it's called. He did direct The Bad News Bears, actually. He directed the remake of The Bad News Bears with Billy Bob Thornton. Good job. that's funny. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, sorry. It was (laughs) patronizing. Um, uh, Anyway, but he's known for these, like, movies that that feel like hangouts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That feel like you're just wandering around and hearing different people talk and hanging out and whatever. Yeah. And that works really well sometimes. And sometimes in in the middle of this like sci-fi plot for some reason didn't I didn't love it this time watching it. I felt very disconnected from it. Yeah. I um similarly to Garden State, I feel like at the time I was like, Yeah, this is so cool. Right. Like, I think I think I just avant garde and like, yeah, I'm totally cool and definitely into this. Um and watching it this time was just very much like, oh yeah, yeah, you never liked this. This is not. <laughs> this is not. Um, this is not for you. It's not. You know. Uh, yeah, it's it. It's just uncomfortable the whole time. Yeah. Both, I think, because of the style, the rotoscope, yeah. and the the material. Right. The material being so obtuse in and of itself. Right. Um. And it's it's a weird thing where I kind of feel like I'm not sure who it's for mm-hmm. in the way of like, again, as someone who is not particularly into like drugs ever, yeah. I don't quite understand it. And so I'm just like, is this what it's like? Because you're just confirming that I don't want to do hallucinogenics <laughs> ever. Right. Um, but, uh, but for someone who has on drugs or had has struggled with addiction what what is this like does this feel like a good representation right. is it triggering like i don't i just i'm not sure yeah who you know like for example like as as a as a musical theater person who struggles to to create her art yeah Tick, tick, boom, really spoke to me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And you're like, who so, is this speaking to? Yes, who is this speaking to? Who is this for? Um, and I can't, and it, and and because I can't quite put my finger on who it's for, even, um, it feels like that thing that I really dislike, which is like weird for weird's sake. I got you. As opposed to like doing something, which it doesn't quite. It's not quite that far for me. Yeah. Like, it's not Mulholland Drive, but... Right. I think if it had been a little, like, there's... I agree. I think there's one too many kind of, like, barriers put up... Yeah. ...to feeling like you can connect to it. Like, mm-hmm. for me, yeah. um, personally. Like, the the animation is a barrier in and of itself where you're... you're it's, it's based on an image. It's based on reality. Mm-hmm. But it's traced over, so there's a barrier there. Yeah. And then there's the barrier of, like, the plot itself, which is just kind of obtuse and, like, is obtuse the right word? Like, like difficult to access. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's, per, you know, purpose, like, it's, it's about him losing his identity and who's who and am I Fred or am I Robert Arctor or whatever the guy's name is. Yeah. And, um, and so... That's tough in and of itself also. And then you have the style of it, which is these like long scenes where nothing much happens mm-hmm. and all that dialogue stuff. Dialogue heavy. Dialogue heavy. Yeah. And some of it is really fun to watch, yeah. I think. And then some of it is like not. And then so 
it, you feel like you're watching kind of some people spin their wheels a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so when you have all that compounded, it just like, I respect it way more than I like it. Yeah. You know it's like, I, mean? I kind of don't know what to do with this and I, and I'm not, I'm not mad at you for making it. <laughs> I like that he, that he tries things. I like that Keanu Reeves tries things. Yeah. I, like Keanu Reeves. What a delight that guy what is. A delight. Like, just a, absolute just delight. a, I mean, just a beautiful man, it yeah. seems. And also just works, like just tries things, yeah. tries different things and never stops and is like, great. And then some of them hit and then you all like John Wick or whatever, you know, hits. Yeah. But then you realize like, oh, Keanu Reeves was in like 10 other movies this year that I never saw. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> So I and I like that Richard Linklater tries things too. I'm a big fan of his. So, yeah. well, again, I feel like we didn't quite crack it. <laughs> I don't know if the goal is to crack it, but um, we kind of feel like how we knew this episode was going to feel, where we're like, two movies we watched. Two certainly, we, we watched. certainly watched them. Yeah. One thing we didn't mention though. Oh, Garden State. Garden State. Has bloopers. Has a blooper reel. And it's pretty good. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I got a real sense of them having a good time making the movie Garden State. Yeah. The best part of the blooper reel was the hardware store bloopers where that guy was literally so funny that Natalie Portman and Zach Braff could not keep it together. Yes, exactly. And that's one of my favorite kinds of bloops. We love a bloop. Yeah. What do we do? What do we do? Um... I'm happy to just lose both of them. (laughs) But if you want to keep Garden State, I assume you don't want to keep a Scanner Darkly. I don't want to keep a Scanner Darkly unless you feel very strongly about it. Are they available? Oh, yeah. We We really really forgot how to do this. Wow. Garden State is available on Amazon Prime. Love that. Um, And Scanner Darkly you can watch on Canopy, which is the streaming service that you have if you have a library card. Yes. So. Yeah, I don't. I, I personally, I definitely don't need a scanner darkly. Great, I love that. I could could find a reason to keep Garden State, but I also don't feel that passionately about it. We could lose them both and then bank a save. Bank a save. What do you think? Do you, you're gonna watch Garden State again in your life? I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want any more of my precious time on this earth to be spent <laughs> watching, watching Garden State. Garden State. <laughs> I've seen it twice now, so I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I think, oh, I, there's a hesitation that I'm, but I'm unsure why. But you have the soundtrack, right? I do. Well, there you In go. that, I have Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, all right, let's get rid of both. Let's do it. Get rid of both. Head we bank in- a save. We're heading into the holiday season. I know. Season. Let's bank a save heading into the holiday season, you guys. Uh, so you're listening to this. If you're listening to it on the day that it drops, you're listening, if you're to, listening this. to it at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. Oh, we didn't even say this. You're If you're listening to this on the day that it drops, it's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And Scanner Darkly is a Thanksgiving movie. Oh, yeah. We forgot <laughs> the last line of the movie is like, happy Thanksgiving or yes. whatever. Oh, man. I but totally forgot about that. I didn't even write that I down. I didn't write it down either because I was so done. I think so I put my notes away. I'm so glad you remembered that. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so, so you're listening to this on Thanksgiving, which means the next episode is going to be our holiday season movies. Once again, much like spooky season, we will be narrowing down our list to just the holiday faves and picking from those for the month of December. Um, So that's exciting and fun. I'm excited and I feel like fun. Yeah, I'm excited and ready for fun. I hope you all are excited and also ready for fun because ready or not, here it comes, you guys. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, (laughs) But uh, just to tie a little bow on it, Scanner Darkly, Garden State, thank you so much for your service. We love you. Well, thank you for being a, a little time capsule of the early 2000s in film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will make someone else very happy. You will. You really will. All right. Shall we choose this next matchup? Yes. So this is the holiday list. Yes. So we're choosing 
between one and sixty. Sixty far fewer holiday films than far spooky fewer. movies. <laughs> hey Siri. Hmm. Pick a number between one and sixty. A random number between one and sixty is three. Three is about a boy. A Buddha boy. Very excited. Love that movie. Love that movie too. Um, very firmly in the holidays, although I think some people would be like, that's not a holiday movie, but it totally is. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. It's great. Right? Yeah. Excited. Haven't seen it in forever. I know. All right. Let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Hmm? Pick a number between one and 60. A random number between one and 60 is 37. 37. Love, actually. Oh, is that a Christmas movie? I'm joking. Oh, I was like, are you fucking kidding right now? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you joking <laughs> me? <laughs> um, great. Love Actually. I, you know, we'll, ta- we'll save it for next week. I know you're thrilled. 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 Overjoyed. With a capital T. Overjoyed. Overjoyed. All right, Love Actually and About a Boy. I love it. Love that. Haven't seen them in a while. Well, Love Actually, I guess I probably watched last year. Yeah. I don't remember. Two British Christmas classics. Love it. Great. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all of the places. We got the Insta. We got the Twitter. We got the Gmail. We got the Worldwide Web. And I hope that you are pleasantly stuffed today on Thanksgiving <laughs> and that you are uh, currently blasting Christmas music because it is time. The turkey has been et. The pumpkin pie has been consumed. It's fucking Christmas, man. Let's do it. Let's, let's go. Let's, let's go. Let's fucking go, bro. Jingle bells. <laughs> Winter wonderland. Santa Claus is coming to town. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Come back next week and see who survives. DVD DVD Deathmatch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Edit this pause out so I seem smart. <laughs> Please.